Hockey has officially entered the second half of the season. This is the time for teams to prove if they are contenders or pretenders. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is giving players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in the action now to claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when you co- using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy hockey is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. I can do it. You can do it as well. Feel the sweat like you've never had before. Every single slap shot, every single wrist shot, every single save, every single assist means so much more with a DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Um, also, if you you know are thinking maybe, hey, maybe it's time that the Blues make a late season push, maybe you start adding more Blues to your uh, starting lineup as well. You can do that as well. Uh, maybe you think uh, Los Angeles actually has what it takes to make the playoffs, <laughs> although they are beating <laughs> Vegas. They did beat Vegas on Sunday night, so... Who knows? If you think maybe you know that's the play to go, you can get some Los Angeles Kings players on a deep discount right now on DraftKings if you play Daily Fantasy. Uh, with DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app right now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars. Have I said that before? Millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I was walking through the halls of a Minnesota rink When along came a wild fan who started talking smack to me He said, I bet you never liked the blues until they won a cup So I calmly turned to him and said, hey man, listen up I admit it's pretty great to win Lord Stanley's prize But listen, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. That team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup in here, 52, man. Give me a let's go blues. I know Brett Hall, Cortnell, Campbell, Cujo, Jenny Oates, Brown, Chase, Fuhr, Zombo, Sezzle, Butcher, Shanny, Tilly, Tuttle, Sutter, Twister, Turcock, Kimball, Turgeon, Baron, Bassin, Pronger, Pearson, Bergevin, Bozon, Al McKinnis, Crab, Chuck, Howard, Chuck, Petrovicki, Pellerin, Dimitra, Yate, Corson, Conrad, Gretzky. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. That team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup near 52, man. Give me a let's go blues. <laughs> The starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast. Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. And Blues fan reacts. Hello and welcome to Blue Notes, located on the best city on the Mississippi, the best in the Midwest. We've got that Stanley Cup power, too sweet to be sour. And if you're still clueless, we are talking about St. Louis. This is your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Tom Franklin, the founder of Blue Notes, and I'm joined by my loyal team, uh, Waggy, the man called Wags, also known as WaggyGoob16 on Twitter, and Mason, a.k.a. Blues Fan Reacts. And guys, I kind of got my swagger back a little bit. You know why? 
We just got four points, all four possible points against San Jose. So life is good, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Waggy, you're, you're, you're feeling pretty happy tonight, aren't you? I am. I mean, I had to temper that a little bit by continuing to remind myself that it was the Sharks. So they're not a great team, but they still do give us trouble. Uh, the big thing for me is the fact that we got Tyler Bozak back for two games and now he's out again. Uh, but we also got Jaden Schwartz back. And it, it's one of those weird things that you don't realize this, but the Blues have been very dominant when Jaden Schwartz has been in the lineup. Yes. And that showed Friday and Saturday the Blues have an amazing record with Jaden Schwartz in the lineup, and that's why I think you got to keep him. Uh, he's the Alex Steen of this team, and you need to keep him around. Just when you wonder, you know, about Jaden Schwartz, whether he's really as good as people make him out to be, whether, you know, he's a scorer or a passer, which is kind of what kind of player he is. The fact of the matter is, Wags is right. The Blues play a lot better with Jaden Schwartz in the lineup, and since he's come back, I think we have seen that. Um, oh, yeah. Before we get too much into the meat and potatoes of the uh, Blues' recent play here, uh, Mason, uh, you were a, a, a recent guest on the Stick Hungry oh, podcast. God. Here we go. Uh, so, <laughs> so in, in a little bit of a uh, a prank, uh, uh, Mason, uh, Blues fan reacts, came to me about a half hour <sighs> before, before the show and said, "Hey, can I test my equipment? Uh, let me know when the room's set up." And I'm like, "Oh, well, the room's set up right now." And I gave him the link to the live recording of the Stick Hungry podcast, and as you can see, uh, it went well. It went great. No, it was wonderful. No, it was good to meet the guys. Actually, that doesn't tell the whole story because no, I've joined and left and rejoined at least three times. And you can tell, like, these poor people are trying to do their podcast. They're doing a great job. And then suddenly the director starts laughing his ass off. And oh, apparently no. because he's seeing me flipping out in backstage and just going, what is going on, Tom? I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. And it's just like, me freaking out in the backstage. And the poor guys, they're trying to do their podcast. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. We got a screenshot of your appearance, and you look perfectly calm. <laughs> I was flipping out. I was like, wait, no, I'm not ready for this. Why am I here? Uh, it looks like you bit into a hot pepper right after they put you like, – right about the time they put you on. So. It's a pog face. It's my pog champ face is what it is. Well, if anyone from San Jose or the Stick Hungry podcast is uh, watching this and wondering just who the hell we are and – why the hell we did a St. Louis drive-by on their podcast? <laughs> um, that th this is the explanation, okay? Um, oh God! It, I, actually, I, I got to come out and tell you the truth. It wasn't necessarily to prank Mason. It was because I'm an idiot and I copy the wrong the wrong link. So that's about what I. But it ended up being a, that mean. It ended up being a time capsule moment, you know, that we all can love and laugh and share about. And uh, check out Stick Hungry Podcast. Uh, they, uh, as, as you can see, they're recording fresh content for you right now. And if you want, and if you want to hear about how you know they completely you know folded into the fetal position against the Blues last couple of days, well, if if that's your thing. Check out the Stick Hungry podcast. I, yeah. I highly, highly recommend it. So, so uh, glad that's in the public view now. Let's just, let's continue blues hockey now, please. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, hold on. We, we we can't we can't continue with the blues quite yet because our friend Leafs occasionally is here. Oh, uh, Leafs occasionally says hello there. I was wondering your thoughts on the Leafs and the trade deadline situation. Do they trade Anderson, get another D man, or top six forward or third line center? I think he was looking for a Leafs podcast, and he pulled a Mason. So, um, God. actually, no, it, it's because since we are all huge Leafs fans, I thought 
he would ask us both. Well, uh, um, I'll tell you what, I think a lot of Blues fans, if you're if you're talking about uh, getting another uh, defenseman, uh, I know a guy that might be available. Mm. Um, I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if what you a coincidence, if, if you have been sitting there in in Ontario or the Greater Toronto area or wherever you're a Leafs fan, doesn't matter where you are. If you're a Leafs fan and you've been thinking, "Damn, we could really use a puck moving left handed defenseman who can score occasionally," because God, I miss Jake Gardner. Um, <laughs> Who who should who is available? Who who could we who could we get? Oh, man, let me tell you about Vince Dunn is available. At least occasionally, you give us a I don't know a good forward prospect. You can have Vince Dunn before Seattle does. Because let's face it, I I yes, I was being rhetorical because I don't think anyone oh, in Toronto truly misses Jay Gardner. That's 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 the joke. That's the wow. joke. <laughs> All righty. So as as you notice, this episode is titled The Curious Case of Vince Dunn because yes. let's face it, he has ascended into being Blues fans' favorite whipping boy. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first things first, it's Sunday or Monday if you're uh, uh, listening to the audio podcast of this. And that means it is time for our recap wrap with one MC Luke Widbin. Let's see what he's got in store for us this week. There was too much snow when Denver Kings got stuck in Colorado, so the game on Monday canceled. Here's how Wednesday's game unraveled. Whoops, did I start too late? I must play for the Blues. We didn't get a shot until eight minutes in. I know I'm not a pro, but that makes it hard to win. Drew Doughty got the first goal, big time slapper, man advantage, bending 10-1 in a challenge. Not a lot of interference. Then it's gross for a minute later. Vince had let him get around him more. Got goal number three, which matched our total shots on goal. And I don't know when we will play a game where we have the lead. Peterson stoned O'Reilly. Guess we suck against the Kings. Hoffman stopped on a breakaway, but he'd score in the second on an unassisted goal that somehow found his way through traffic. Wags his Captain Anze Kopitar, MD net 4-1. It's our fifth straight loss. Man, these late night games are fun. Hey, it's the Sharks again. Binning 10 in net. Can I offer a tip? Great versus white is a mess. Jaden Schwartz is back. Gave us 23 minutes. So is Tyler Bozak. A couple guys that we missed and hopefully better defense as a result of their presence. Maybe there's something to that because no goals in the first period, but disaster ensues when Sunquist collides with Clifford. Carries him off the ice. ACL dump for the season. It was LeBanc with the clank, but Donato would score. Vincent went down to early. That's right, I'll call him out some more. Third period, we were losing. Sanford sits in the box. Clifford threw the puck on net, and Bozak redirects the shot for the game-tying shorty that we needed a lot. Too many men in overtime, because Vince Dunn wouldn't hurry off. Finner, Stottmeyer, and Hurdle let the shootout commence. Shen and Tarasenko score, Ben and Tentose for the win. Back to back, so it's Huso. Do you know where this is going? They scored on their first flurry, but in fairness to the goalie, Billy made two saves early. He just couldn't get the cover. Burns out to Gambrell. Buries it, high blocker. Dunn, redemption tour. Gets the tying goal and bounced off a couple sharks, but hey Vince, I'll take it. Kairu 5-hole beats Dubnik. Nice setup from O'Reilly. We thought Hoffman scored. Turns out the play was offside. Thomas Hurdle would tie it. He got behind us on the play, so the score is 2-2. Huso says kept it that way. Then a real strange thing. Marlowe called face-off violation. Don't see that one much, but it causes celebration when O'Reilly's riser tickled. Twine behind the sharks and Minder couldn't find it. He was blind to it. He blinked. Now it's behind him. Tori Crew fight Jordan Kairu. Goal number 4 for ya. Perron makes it 5-2. Let's get out of California! 
Yes, Escape from California. That is right. The Blues will have a meeting this weekend with Anaheim. Uh, two games, Friday and Sunday. And then it's goodbye, California. Oh, goodness. Until May. We'll go back to wow. California in May. But all those 8 p.m., 9 p.m. starts completely gone, which means Wags is going to have to live without Anze Kapitar in his life for you know a little while. Um, his 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 one and only. I'm sorry, Wags. I'm sorry. You know what? I, I there there are worse players to be fans of uh, than Anze <laughs> Kopitar. So I will take it. Yeah, I mean, people could be fans of Brad Marchand. I mean, or or, or Tom mm. Wilson. Or 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 any Leaf. I mean, sorry. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, Here no. we You've go. You've invoked Here the Wags. Damn it. This is hey, this broke the wrath. How many this how is, many of the trades between Toronto and St. Louis have worked out for Toronto? I mean, we've done a pretty good job of fleecing hey, the least hey, recently. Have you seen Toronto media? You realize you just created an all-out war, right? Hey, it's okay. This they got was Serbia assassinating Franz Ferdinand in World War One. <laughs> what you just did. I am German. I know, yes, and, and and I'm German <laughs> as well, by German. the way. <laughs> yes. Uh look, the Leafs. Yes, we we took Alex Steen and Car- Carlo Koliakovo for mm-hmm. you know basically the you know remaining amount of talent that Lee Stempniak had. I but you know what the Leafs got us back later because they got uh, Jordan Schmaltz from us. Yeah, but we got Carl Gunnarsson, the guy that scored the first game winning goal yeah. in Stanley Cup history and, for the Blues. And, and forget about pining for Jake Gardner in Toronto. Uh, do you think any Leafs fans pine for Roman Polak? Because that was who we traded for Gunnarsson, and uh, I yeah. I seem to recall he was not that didn't go well in Toronto. Yeah, so um, maybe we shouldn't talk about Blues Toronto <laughs> trades with uh, a Leafs fan in 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 our midst here. Because um, yes. trust me, they have enough misery to deal with in Toronto. Uh, Ashley Jones, thank you very much for watching the oh, yeah. uh, live stream. And of course, if you are watching the stream, have a comment or opinion or just any sort of uh, banter you want to direct our way, just drop a comment. We will get it on. Uh, just like uh, we had Ashley here. Uh, Diamond, uh, first of all, thanks for watching. Second of all, in my opinion, I'd rather get rid of Bortuzzo than done. You're, you're not going to get anything for Bortuzzo. That's just no. not. I mean, I look, for one, Bortuzzo's not the issue. Number two, he's a bottom pairing, physical, rough it up defenseman. Honestly, I think the big reason why the Blues still have Bortuzzo is because he's cheap. Mm-hmm. That's literally that's literally that's it. exactly it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, great. Now Lisa's got jokes. I mean, we don't lose half our games to freaking Cali teams. No, but you lose more than half your games. You lose more than half your games to the Ottawa Senators. So oh. I mean Bam. What what did what did the what did what did the five Ottawa fingers say to Toronto's face? <laughs> Slap! That's what they said. <laughs> there we go. All you right. That's okay. You can't beat Ottawa. We can't beat any California teams. I feel like like that's fair. We can. Right? We just we just took care. We just we just we stuffed we San just Jose don't. in a locker. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's Arizona. We can't beat any teams in Arizona. We can't beat, and thankfully, there's only one. And who knows how long that's. And you know what? Last. At least we can hold a three goal lead. How about that? We can, can hold we? a three goal. Can lead. Can we? Have we? we, we, have, we okay. Have what? we crossed what? that Rubicon now? Are we? What's are we? Are, are, are they that's it. All right, they blew a 5-1 lead to the Ottawa Senators this season, okay? Pretty sure they also blew a five-goal lead to the Blues at one point in their history as well. In one period. 
in yeah. one period. In yeah. one period. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think Steve Dangle purpose that that's like one of those like rare, like don't talk to Steve Dangle about, you know, is 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 that five goal lead, by the way. Uh yeah. biggest blues fan, uh, welcome to How's the show. Going? Uh thanks for uh thanks for uh being a uh, loyal blue notes follower. Um Luke Whitman, Bortuzzo is Vince Dunn's babysitter. I think that uh, was he was he making was he making a a Doug Gilmore reference there? Ooh. Or do we not talk about that either? I don't think mm. we talk about that either. Oh man. That's oh, uncomfortable. Man. Let's continue. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then the I, weird parallels between <laughs> St. Louis and Toronto. Wow. In, in, incredibly. It, it is it, it is so weird. Um Fan bases way, are equally equally hey, miserable, but you know what? At least we got this. At least we got this. We got a Stanley Cup. We what that's what we have. What we and we had Gretzky for you know a hot minute there. That we had him, technically that counts. But you know what we don't have is the disgrace of losing to a Zamboni driver who works for the team. <laughs> that's my <laughs> Steve Dangle moment. So there you go. Um all right, so let's go ahead and talk about the blues and sharks here, first of all. And it's it's very easy as a Blues fan to, after Friday's game, maybe coming out of it a little despondent because of one particular player. <laughs> Stun, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact of the matter is the Blues got four important points before they go into the buzzsaw of their of their schedule. And I'm talking about, for one, Vegas Monday night, which thank you, Los Angeles Kings, by the way, for softening them up for us You know tonight. Uh, as we as now, as now we they're just gonna this. be pissed. Now they're just gonna be pissed. And they're gonna be oh, we are not losing this game. No way. I, I I really think maybe I you know the Kings Mason are getting into the March Madness spirit because we've had so many upsets in the first round of March Madness. I think they decide. You know what? If Ohio can beat the defending national champions, not not Ohio State, the 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 the, the little minnow green Ohio school that no one talks about. If they can beat Virginia. Maybe maybe we can beat uh, Vegas, and they did, and they did. Yeah. I think it's just it's just the spirit of March Madness, Mason. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, you gotta love. I, I never really paid attention to March Madness that much because uh, I've never really been into college. I've never been in basketball in general until I moved here, and we actually had a team rip Supersonics. But you know, mm. it's wonderful because since I once the jazz, jazz were fantastic this year, and then I started watching them. It's like okay, maybe I can get a little bit into basketball, and then as soon as I started watching. Boom! Dropping four of the last six—it's ridiculous. Well, so fair, I just have bad luck. To be fair, their coach is Quinn Snyder, and yes. he wrecked Mizzou hoops after you know a couple of years. So I he was awful. The breaks, yeah. We don't talk. We don't talk about Quinn Snyder here in Missouri. Okay. We we, okay. we don't. He's also he, a dookie, he's also a dookie too. I mean, I, I'm being a Tar Heel fan. Anybody that comes from Duke, well, not only not only that, but like, wasn't he like the stuff he was doing at Mizzou borderline criminal? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He he's he, he, you know. If his hair looks greasy to you, that that that's that's just his natural, you know, you know, body producing grease right there because he is a greasy mf'er, Quinn Snyder. Gotcha. We don't and we don't talk about him. So um, find a new team. But in the meantime, um, you know, two to one shootout win Friday night, and uh, the one the first thing I want to talk about there is I think Vlad Tarasenko is is just about back. Um, he, he looked really, I thought he looked really good in that series and he kind of, you know, guy has talked about, uh, Tarasenko's vision a lot and Mm -hmm. you don't really understand it until you see it. And of course we haven't seen much of Tarasenko healthy in recent years. So that's partly me being ignorant of what he used to do. But when you watch, compare him to like a Mike Hoffman, for instance, 
We know Mike Hoffman has a killer shot. He loves that Ovechkin circle. He can crank it, and we've seen it a few times. He's doing, despite what people are saying about Hoffman, what Blues fans are saying about Hoffman, he's been fine. He's been he's fine. Been great. No, I'm I'm happy with him for four million bucks. He's been fine. He's been fine, perfectly fine. Don't don't get rid of him. Don't trade him. He's mm-hmm. fine. But you, there is a big difference between Hoffman and Tarasenko. Tarasenko is a creator he is a maestro when he has the puck he looks to create shots when the shot isn't there automatically which is something i don't feel hoffman has and i don't think he really uh um you know has really shown us like you know he basically needs to be fed the puck in the right spot for him to put it in that 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 was kind of his mo coming into the season you know jay fresh and other analytics talked about he's a great scorer he could got a great shot that's all he does that is all he does but you know what it's fine he's been fine no, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> Tarasenko, the shootout goal, you know, where he basically has, you know, Martin Jones, you know, just kind of like, you know, you know, like, you know, kind of like stuck in a spot and he's reaching out and Tarasenko just patiently, click, goal, done, yep. easy. And then Saturday, I saw Tarasenko make a couple rushes toward the net where, you know, he was like working off a defender and he was almost like trying to post up the defender and trying to, you know, get a shot off. I mean, Wags, I've been very impressed by Tara Tarasenko. I, I'm, you know, I hope I'm not ready to say the question has been answered whether he is the Tarasenko of old, but he looks a lot better than he did last year, didn't he? Oh, most definitely. And I think it really comes down to one thing, and that's trust in his shoulder. He looks like he has no qualms about what his body is feeling like right now. Just being able to use that dip move and and really kind of push around guys. I mean, we saw that in more like his first or second game back where he almost scored that game blues lost in overtime. I believe it was to the sharks as well, uh, where he just he basically went around him, did a typical Tarasenko move and almost put it in same sort of move. He made in that shootout uh, on Saturday night. But yeah, I think he, he trusts his shoulder and he is healthy and determined to be at the level he used to be at. And that's exactly what this team needs. And with the guys that are going to be hopefully coming back here in the next week or so it sets this up to potentially put this team on a big time run and i know we've kind of been like are they going to make the playoffs or they if they make a run in the playoffs that would not shock me at all because they're going to have healthy players guys that are looking to prove what they can do and this team might go on another run and as we know mason when they went into the playoffs in 2019 and even though they they ended the year hot a lot of people discredited them. They came in as the third seed in the playoffs uh, that year uh, out, out of a possible four. Uh, Mason, I think this team likes being the underdog going into the playoffs, don't you think? Well, the thing about you know 2019 is they were only one point away from being the division leader. You know, yeah. Nashville, Winnipeg, and St. Louis only separated by one point. So you know, it was almost it was almost a uh, let's see who did who did Nashville play that year? I don't remember who. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. History doesn't remember the losers. They remember the winners. And you know what? The St. Louis Blues played like winners that year. And well, that's how they won. It's funny you mentioned history remembers the winners. So, of course, 2019, the Blues won this. Um, we have uh, Leafs occasionally here reminding us that the Leafs have 13 Stanley Cups. LMO, I have never bragged about that before. You know why? Because you haven't won one since 1967. Here's the what Blues I here's weren't even in the league when you won in okay. 1967. You can only beat original six teams. You can't beat 31. You you what uh, you won 13 Stanley Cups when you only had to beat five other teams. Now you got to beat 30. 
How come you guys only have one cup? Leaves occasionally ask. We have 13 times more. You know who had a lot of victories back in the early 1900s? The Ottoman Empire. Guess what? They're not around anymore, okay? No one talks about them. They are ancient history, Leafs, occasionally. We remember the winners that win recently. This says... 2019. <laughs> Yours, 1967. Slight difference. I bet you can't even name the years you won. I bet you can't. Well, he's he's just going to Google research. Yeah, it. he's on the internet now. It's I know. That be, proved my point, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, but then again, Leafs fans do tend to live in the past. You know, yeah. so maybe, so maybe he knows. Who he knows? Hey, some By of the, the way, Blues fans around here do too. It's okay. <laughs> and also, as Vegas Blues fan points out, the Leafs have been in the league twice as long as the yes. Blues, yes. and again, have not won the cup since the Blues have been in the league. So there you go. There we yeah. go. That's that's enough of yeah. that. So at least we're not Vancouver too. At least you're not Vancouver. I got to give Leafs fans credit. They don't flip and burn cars whenever they don't get their way. I mean, Vancouver fans do. And they're also, what, here's some life. This is a life hack for you, you know, hockey fans. If you ever find yourself in a situation where you're engaging a Canucks fan on Twitter, just walk away. Just go. Just don't. Just don't. It's bad. Psychopaths. They just don't. They are the most irrational fan base. And yes, we have a least <laughs> fan among us, but they are. Vancouver is just no, just don't just do not. Um, all right. So in this in this positivity here that we have, you know, the Blues getting four big points there. Uh, they're taking on Vegas Monday night. Then they get their first taste of Minnesota Thursday and then Anaheim Friday and Sunday. We haven't played Minnesota yet. I'm so excited. I'm so I, excited. Like I am because too. it's mere it's amazing. I talked about this in the video. I literally posted like an hour before we started recording. I was like so crunched on time. But uh, I, I said in that video, like, I'm really looking forward to playing Minnesota because the blue because surprisingly, Minnesota's the one of the fastest teams in the league right now. Which is weird to say half of that, but which is like, yeah, which is weird to say because Minnesota's been plotting and boring for years. Yeah, like three like three months ago, if you would have told me that, I would have laughed in your face saying Minnesota is the one of the fastest teams in the league. And to the Blues credit, they are fantastic at neutralizing fast teams. Of course, you know, the 8-0 Colorado loss aside, we're pretty good at it. So, <laughs> so putting up memories, yeah, we're all just bringing up like very bad memories. You can see the pain wash over Wags and that's saying there. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> it's such do, pain, do, such do, pain. Do, do you need a hug, Wags? In more ways than one. <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's okay. Anze Kapitar still loves you. Yeah. Um, but so, but you know, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to here in, in all seriousness with Minnesota is not just uh, you know seeing Kaprizov you know against the Blues and seeing how he does because he's an exciting player. He's he might win the Calder this year. Um, he has been worth the hype. I mean, I I kind of rolled my eyes whenever all the Wild fans in my Twitter feed just started you know having a collective orgasm over you know Kaprizov signing um like he was gonna be the mm -hmm. savior of the franchise and the next bit thing is like yeah right you're still the wild I'm at the mild um but yet he's he has lit a spark in that team but that's not just the reason I, I'm looking forward to seeing them wags it's the fact that you know what it's new blood and mm -hmm. I, I I can't help and, and I know this is gonna sound sacrilegious because hey at least we're getting hockey this year right. but I'm a, I'm gonna be I'm a little <sighs> I, it, it, it's like, you know, playing these California teams over and over and over again. It's like eating. It's like having your favorite cereal. 
Okay, we all have a favorite cereal. What's your favorite yeah. cereal, Mason? Reese's Puffs. I have some literally right there. Excellent choice. Waggy, what's, what, Wags, what's your favorite cereal? Uh, you know what? I, I don't really know if I've had a favorite. Um, Kix is one of my favorites. I love Kix. Yeah, I love Kix. I don't know why. but so uh, bland. You actually uh, no, admit no. to eating Kix? Yeah, I love Kix. You know what? And I'm going to sound old, too. There's I like Cheerios, uh, like original Cheerios, Cheerios with some sugar drizzled on top of it. Yeah, good too. I'm a pretty. That's good, but Kix is freaking tasteless. I've, no, I've it's ne- not. <laughs> it I, I used to take a baggie of Kix to the radio station every morning when I worked down in Cape Girardeau. <laughs> Do you think water spicy? Like, what is your th- lunch and lunch <laughs> behind that? Hey, hey, I have a compromised immune system, so you gotta be careful okay. with what you put in. <laughs> this white Russian is basically, you know, cayenne pepper to to, to wag. So, I mean, wow, he actually admits to eating white. You know, yeah. I. I Kix is the cereal. Kix is the one on-branded cereal that your grandparents keep in the uh, pantry yes. next yes. to all the off-branded Aldi cereals. Ooh, you know, for oh. whenever you stop by and visit. You know what? Life, life cereal is pretty damn good too. Life's you know okay. what? Life's good. Life's good. Life is um, cinnamon. Good. Life's the best. But yes, cinnamon. Life. Yeah, cinnamon. Cinnamon. cinnamon life's the best. Can't do cinnamon. Really? You can. Yeah, really? But but. but. But cinnamon toast crunch is phenomenal. I don't get it. Like I can't do Gosh, cinnamon toast crunch is phenomenal. It's not an allergy. It's just a taste thing. It is. It really okay, is. That's fair. Yeah. By the way, by the way, you, you just named my favorite cereal, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm-hmm. But gotcha. play- I actually like Crave too. Crave is good too. Crave is pretty good too. Although it, it's, I, I think I've hit it's the expensive. Eight, I've hit an age point. I think, and and Wags, you can back me up on this. Some of those really super 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 sweet cereals just have like no appeal to mm-hmm. me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things, Mr. That... Kicks. I'm asking Mr. Kicks this, by the way. <laughs> well, no, but, but at some point, at some point, you get to a point where you're you're kind of I wouldn't say embarrassed, but you kind of like hide it when you're trying to buy it because yeah. you're like, I'm a 35, 36 year old man, and I'm buying <laughs> you know pretty pebbles or some, or tricks or something like that. That's what like it that. is. You almost sit there and think, can I call up my brother and just borrow my nephew or my niece to go to the store and buy hey. cereal for me? <laughs> Hey, probable cause. We're in our mid thirties, you know. Hey, it's for my, it's for my kid. It's for my, yeah, uh, you know, we're having, no they're, they're having a party. You know, I don't no have a kid. Shame. I mean, Wags doesn't have a kid that I know of. So I mean, no, no, that he yeah. knows of. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, no, but, I'm pretty sure I don't know. I'm pretty sure I would know if I had one. <laughs> Man, that's gonna be a great guest. You know, Wags' long lost child here on here on Gosh, Blue House. Who Burton. knows how many kids I have? I don't actually. Even know. I'm wow. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I have a kid named Anze. <laughs> no, no, that's your daddy. Oh, that's your dad. <laughs> I'm his son. I got it. I'll take that. Anyway, my point after all this <laughs> was playing these California teams is like having your favorite cereal. Like for me, it'd be Cinnamon Toast Crunch and having your pantry filled with nothing but Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And after about a month of eating nothing but Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you're ready for a new cereal. Mm-hmm. You're ready for a new cereal. And I feel that way with the Blues in the Wild. And even though it's just one game, we're getting just a taste of, you know, what's to come with the Wild. That's probably one of the games I'm most looking forward to, not just this week, but really the whole season, just just to see, okay, what is this Minnesota hype train all about? And uh, uh, Waggis, are you excited to see the Wild? Yeah, I am. Because like you said, it is new blood. It's a team we haven't seen and it's new it's you know we're used to playing the wild but we're not used to playing this wild and you look yeah. at it and they've got what's been a staple for minnesota for the last 10 to 15 years it's been really good goaltending 
And they've got another one of those in, in Capo Kakinen. He's 12-5, mm-hmm. 229 goals against. He's playing very, very well. But then you've got that explosive offense that you just did not expect to see coming. But the one thing that really surprised me, just kind of looking at their statistics, that they're great, a good scoring team. They, they score three goals a game. They only allow 2.59 a game. But do you guys know what their power play percentage is? How, uh, how bad is it? Or how good is 8. it? 8.5%. What? 8? 8.5%. They've got one of the best penalty kills in the league, but they have the absolute worst power play. 8.5% with that offense. That's the thing that shocks me. And and knowing the Blues, we're going to like make them look like world beaters. But just We'll get the right number there. up to 10. We're getting yeah, the number yeah. up to 10 in double 8. digits. 5, that just seems insane that they haven't been able to score better on the power play with that, with that offense. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Uh, just to see if maybe that's like a, a game changer for the Blues, if they can exploit that and really kind of improve their penalty kill at that. Exactly. By the way, uh, Derek says hello, Mason, hey, one Derek, of your uh, one one of your buddies. You. And um, you know, so so with the Wild, I mean, uh, Mason, are you first of all, are you looking forward to seeing them? And number two, do you feel that maybe um, the Wild might be a good matchup because their power play is you know so atrocious? Well, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, if you think about it, Vegas is the same way. Their power play is not very good at all either. You know, we but with that is manifested every time that we've played them. You know, how many power play goals have they scored versus us? And we played them three times. Once, I think. Yeah, I think it's been once. Uh, and you know, if the Blues like to play to to their opponents, you know, play to the level of their opponents, and oftentimes that benefits them because their opponents are better than them. Uh, but you know that's probably why we've been struggling so much against California. But like I said, yeah. like I said, you know, I think that I, I think Minnesota's a like you said, fresh blood. Uh, they they got a abysmal power play, which will bo- boost up our freaking penalty kill numbers. So you have to think: mm-hmm. not only will we make their power play do better, but our penalty kill might go up as well. You know, you, you just never know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they're a fast team. Like I said, Blues are very good at neutralizing fast teams. So. Well, and I'm, and I'm curious to see how they do against a guy like Kaprizov when half, again, it's still the, the half the Blues team, it feels like it's in the infirmary right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Bozak, you know, he came back last week, uh, last Wednesday, played Wednesday, played Friday, took up, I guess, a bad hit or something. Now he's out again. He, he didn't play Saturday. Um, someone coughed on Zach Sanford. Now he's in the, in the COVID <laughs> protocol. Um, I stole that from Twitter. I forget who, but you know who you are if you're if you're watching. Um, so he's out, which depending on who you talk to, may not be the biggest deal or not. Um, and then the the big one here, and the one that hurts the worst here, is Oscar Sunquist mm. is done for the year with a torn Sheesh. ACL. And did you see how it actually happened? It was a fluky thing. I mean, Oscar was battling in front of the net. Kyle Clifford comes in and basically clips him from, you know, mm-hmm. from behind. And it was no one's fault. It was it was a completely fluky play. Fluky play. Mm-hmm. But we, we talked about this a little bit just, you know, amongst ourselves before we started recording here. Um, I feel almost like Sunquist is becoming the next Carl Gunnarsson. You know, a guy who is perpetually injured, is playing through injury, and is just in and out of the lineup, you know. And and, and Gunnarsson too always kind of felt like with him, you know, he he's not a physical player. It just he just keeps getting hurt. I think just some players just keep getting hurt. Sunquist, it feels more like bad luck. 
But mm-hmm. I'm really worried about him now that he's, you know, for one, he's going to have a major ACL surgery here. But it's just, it feels like just, just bad things keep happening to Sunquist. I mean, are are you are you guys worried about him as I am? Let's go to Mason first. Uh, not really. I mean, it's it's obviously knee injuries are a killer, and we've seen people like Eric Carlson, you know, after knee injuries and groin injuries, just never being the same. Yeah. Also, Sunquist is a different player, I think, you know, because he's been battling injuries basically his entire c- career, and especially this year. How many times have he, has he, you know, taken maintenance days? You know, almost yeah. as often as freaking Colton Breaker. You know, he's always taken he's always taken maintenance days. Yeah, and uh, you know, he's been injured twice already this season. This is the third time now, and I think a lot of rehab like that will will do him some good. And you know, like I said, he's one of the toughest players in the league. He's one of the most versatile players in the league. You can put he him is. pretty much anywhere. You can put him on the power play. You can put him on the penalty kill. You can put him anywhere. He will match up, and he will give him his all one hundred percent. Why can't his immune system do the same? Right? I'm sure that he. I'm sure that you know he'll bounce back. Uh, and next year, I'm really looking forward to seeing him again. And his damn contract, that's one of the best contracts on the Blues, I think. Yeah, it really is. It, it's its 2.75 mil. I think he's inked up for at least the next, what, three three years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the way, Derek uh, says, I'd feel so bad if I was Clifford. Like, I'd be visiting Sonny in the hospital. I'm sure oh, I'm yeah. sure he has. I'm sure he has. And I'm, I'm pretty sure uh sunny i don't know did, did he, i don't know if he returned with the team or not i know club um sanford is still in san jose because he's in mm-hmm. the covid protocol and he's quarantining right now um so maybe uh you know clifford had a chance to see sunquist in the hospital real quick um hopefully so are, are, are you worried about sunquist wags not so much uh, you, you know you talk about a guy like carlson having uh, a setback after you know knee and, and groin issues but Carlson's game has been built on speed. Sunquist's game has been built on just fundamentals and being in the right place at the right time. So it's not so much going to be, oh, he's lost a step. He's going to continue to throw himself in front of pucks. He's going to continue to battle hard. He's going to continue to go to the front of the net. That's his style. That's his gameplay. And as a guy that is a perpetual third and fourth liner, even though he's got the ability to play up on the first or second or first or second lines, that's where he fits. And he knows that what's gotten there him there is that hard work and that being in the right place and that hockey mind and that hockey sense. So that's mm-hmm. not going to go away because he has an ACL injury. It's it's just going to be tough for him, I think, just sitting back and seeing his teammates play and not being able to participate and essentially be in the trenches with them as they go through this. I think that's going to be the big thing for him. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't know if he's going to come back at the level that we expect him to. And if that's the case, maybe he may not come back at all. Uh, and that's something that is a little scary because he is a guy that's a third or fourth liner. And look what the Blues have a lot of, and that's yeah. fourth lining line guys. Mm-hmm. So even though he's got a good contract, maybe he doesn't come back. And that I think this is more of the worry for me. Do you expose him to Seattle then? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that's an easy move now. It, it was it was a hard – it would have been unfathomable, in my opinion, to expose Sunquist to Seattle just because mm-hmm. I think – It's a safety of, net at this point. Yeah, I, I think I think of those bottom six forwards, I think Sunquist is probably the best, you know, between him mm-hmm. and Barbashev and Blay, you know, the other ones that you would have to weigh. But now that's pretty easy. You just expose Sunquist. He's coming off major knee surgery. He's got a big – you know, he's got a – you know, contract with term, which teams are really afraid of here with the COVID cap going to be in effect for a little while uh, at 2.75 mil. I don't see Mm -hmm. a team like Seattle being really interested in a guy like Sunquist coming off a major ACL injury. 
Yeah, definitely. Where one of the things that you also have to think about is, you know, worst case scenario, if you expose him to Seattle, Seattle takes him and he does well. That's yeah. your worst case scenario. That's a one in four chance. Either he sticks with the Blues, doesn't do well, sticks with the Blues, does do well, goes to Seattle, doesn't do well, or goes to Seattle yeah. and does do well. So I don't you know. know- I don't know if Oscar Sundquist is another William Carlson waiting to happen, though. Like, you know, Carlson was kind of a nobody in, in, in right. Columbus, and then he exploded in Vegas. I don't know if Sundquist has that kind of upside, no. though. Well, that's just not a, that's just not a style. Yeah. I mean, at, at the worst, he becomes like another Guy Bear, you know, who, you know, was taken by Anaheim, uh, the Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks, in their expansion draft and became a solid NHL goaltender. Well, he was the Blues property, um, and they plucked him from the Blues. So, mm-hmm. um, and now he's... I think this is I, I don't know if his jersey's retired in Anaheim, but they still talk very highly about him there. And you, but and you that, have to remember too, Oscar Sunquist is only 26 years old. That's the yes. thing that gets lost is he is still pretty young. So yeah. he's got the ability. His body's going to recover quicker than a guy that tears his ACL in his 30s. So that yeah. might be a reason why he's able to come back and be successful too. Yeah, and you know he's going to work hard, you know, oh, yeah, to, yeah. To, to rehab and get back on his uh, feet. By the way, Sonny mm-hmm. is still with the team, yeah. according to the Blues website. Thank you, Vegas Blues fan, for that. Surgery will be after they return. Uh, he also notes that uh, the Blues will need to stop uh, them being the wild in the neutral zone, or they will have the same issues as they did against Arizona. Very similar type of teams there, very uh, and, and good point there. But another highlight, and you know, speaking of guys that can stop the other team in the neutral zone, this does mean, with all the injuries, the killer Joshua is getting another chance at the. Oh, t- yes. I, you know what, I, I'm I'm so happy about that. I've never been so happy for a lifelong nobody hockey player up until this point than Dakota Joshua. The guy has earned his spot, I think. In a lot, I was very sad to see him go to the taxi squad uh, before all of a sudden these new rash of injuries happened, but. He is going to be in the uniform uh, for a little while longer, and I can't wait, guys. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the killer. The killer, Joshua. Can we, like, draft his brother? Apparently his name is Jagger. Did you hear that? Yeah. It's Jagger, Jagger Joshua. Joshua. What a badass name. I bet that he's just as good as Dakota. You know, I want I want to see him succeed. I, I got a question on my last tweet. It said, Who's going to be the guy who fills in for Sunquist and be that versatile player? And I said it's going to be Jacob De La Rose or it's going to be Dakota Joshua. And I have a little bit more faith in Dakota Joshua, if I'm perfectly <laughs> honest. I don't blame you on that at all. Just, you know, I mean, just just look at what he's done already. And, mm-hmm. um, yes, I also dream of a day when we have the killer and Dagger Joshua, you know, in the lineup. Um, looking forward to that for sure. Um, so... We, we, we got to address the elephant in the room here. We've got to address the, the title of our episode here. We've kind of danced around it here, but we've got to talk about Vince Dunn, the enigma. It's it, it fair to say at this point, the guy is just a total freaking enigma. He, Friday nights, bad defense <laughs> leads to goals and just, in well, the one goal. And his attempted defense there just, just blows my just it was just it was sad it was just absolutely sad and it wasn't the only incident that night um i had created the meme trade done right f and now a lot of fans were in agreement of that everyone was just piling on done friday night and i think deservedly so flash forward to saturday night when he gets a goal 
And let me see what else. He had at least one assist, um, I believe. Let me double check that here real quick. Um, he actually would have had uh, two assists, but the one goal was called back uh, in the first period. Um, but yeah, Vince Dunn. So we know that Vince Dunn has offensive talent. Yeah, he ended up with one goal and two assists that night in total. Um, but it's just his defense is so has been so bad this year. I, and he's, you know, we, we were talking about before the season when they resigned him to that RFA deal. Okay, now it's time for Vince Dunn to step up against, you know, uh, other competition. It's time for him to prove, um, you know, that he, it, he, he backs the analytics, which we're going to talk about that in just a little bit here. But guys, you know, and, and I'll start with Wags here on this one. Do you feel Dunn has regressed this year? Like, like, like I'm, like I'm, I think he has. Uh, it's hard to regress when you haven't improved. Uh, so I wouldn't True. say he's regressed. I mean, the things that I've always talked about are the, are the same things that we're continuing to see. Not being able to play sound defense, getting caught out of position, still throwing pucks into people's skates. And, and you, you talk about him scoring a goal on Saturday night. The only reason that went in is because it hit off of two Sharks players. I, I mean, it, it's the same thing. That puck wasn't going anywhere near the net, and he just got lucky, and it bounced off a Sharks player. Nine times out of ten, that puck's hitting a shark skate and going the other way as the last defender back. He, he, yeah. he has not grown. And, you know, we talk about Colton Pareko's progression. We talk about some of these other guys' progression. Every year they seem to improve on something that they struggled on the year before. Vince Dunn's still trying to improve on the things he struggled with in year one. And I know he's yeah. only in his third or fourth year, but you've got to show, show some signs of improvement to stick in this league and he's just not doing that and you know maybe a change of scenery is what he needs because he came into this league as a guy that was known for one thing and it mm-hmm. wasn't his offense it was the fact that he punched some guy out in the turn in the tunnel in an <laughs> AHL game that's the only thing that people really know about Vince Dunn when it comes to his early career I just don't see it being with St. Louis and like I said I don't think he's he's regressed because he hasn't improved <laughs> Um, at this point, uh, we have an invader of, uh, uh, before we, we'll, we'll continue the done talk in just a bit here. A pigeon has invaded Blue Notes. Oh, boy. Uh, in fact, you know what? Uh, I'm you know, just I gotta have, grab something. Uh, darn, I was, I was gonna have Mason face the music there, but, uh. No, give me uh, a moment, I'll be back. Okay, I, I, I assure you guys, Mason will be back. Um. Hey pigeon, do do you do you speak English or do do you talk? You, you don't talk. He just he, he's he is shaking his head right now. This is for the benefit of our audio listeners. By the way, his appearance on Blue Notes is already like twenty times longer than Blues Fan Reacts appearance on Stick Hungry Pod. By the way, um, all right, here <laughs> oh, we no. go. All right, here we go. You you know what, Mason? This is this is your your pile uh, that you stepped in. Let's go ahead. <laughs> This is my <laughs> this is my bed. I need to lie in it. I guess it is. How's it going? I'm sorry for totally screwing up your podcast. This is that was my bad. I know I'm a terrible person, but you know what? You can blame Tom for that. You know, Tom Tom made that happen. God, I can't. Ah, I can barely see out of this thing. I think you have that issue as well. Okay, well now he's gone. Well, all right, there we go. Well, but- but but now the now the world knows it was my fault. So now the world knows. But, it's Tom's but you know fault. what? That's fine. I own that. I gave you the link. It's fine. It's fine. So that, that we have now been admonished 
for you know uh, the I guess the illegal procedure um, uh, or interference so penalty I, on I, the, is that a face off violation? Uh, that, ooh, we should have asked him that while he was here. Uh, Damn, we we should have done that. Oh well, oh well. Um, by the way, how hot is that? Is it under that? I mask? can't breathe in that damn thing, dude. <laughs> it, it, it looks very uncomfortable. I can't. It well, looks, it was tight because my headphones. But I this thing barely fits me as it is. I got a big freaking head, but with the headphones, yeah. it just made it so much worse. By the way, before you put that on, uh, King Angus com- complimented you on your hat. Yeah, so my hat. there it's you go. It's my subway hat. Where did I put it? Shout out to uh, oh, uh, King I'm Angus. Who, shout out to King Angus, by the way, who is a Canadians fan, by the way, and who yes. has uh, in no way been bragging about his uh, uh, Stanley Cup uh, championships, even though he does have room to brag on that because the Canadians have won a lot. Uh, at least occasionally, on the other hand, thinks that we are overrated. Hi, this. You know what? You know what that is here. At least occasionally, that is called a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, you remember what those look like? Yeah, we, yeah got, no. we got to see ours uh, when it we was behind the case, you know. Yeah. By the way, King Angus has my back. He's, you know, proof that he's a rational Canadians fan. Well, that's my cue. He's, I guess uh, thanks, guys, for having me on. Well, you know, shoot. Uh, you know, you. the Stick Hungry podcast will take him, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've already, t- you know, had him on once. So, I mean, I'm, you know, what's... You know, what's the second time among friends? By the way, this would be our second third wheel that we've lost this year, by the way. Remember Trainwreck? Ooh. That Remember was train wreck. Yeah, definitely his name. All yeah. So so we so we we by the but we brought this guy on from New Orleans, um, who was a blues fan, and um, he was friends with Devin, who ran the original Nashville um, podcast on our network, and he was very excited about being part of Blue Notes. I thought, hey, this guy you know would would bring a little bit of flavor to our podcast. He's kind of a funny guy like you are, and we had him on one episode. And then next week we were doing one episode at the time per week. All of a sudden, oh, I'm 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 going to Denver this weekend. I can't do it. And then the next weekend, oh, I'm going to Houston this weekend. I can't do it. So it's like you know, if he's if he if he's never around to uh, record with us, is he really a third person on the podcast? Probably not. Probably not. So lots of traveling during the pandemic. Apolog- apologies to Trainwreck. Nice guy. Uh, he pops. We still see him pop in every now and then on our uh, social media accounts. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that just didn't work out. Um, I'm a savior, is what you're saying. You're, what you're saying is I'm a savior. <laughs> we gotta talk once about- again. Dude, once we- again, you only had to beat five Get teams. You only had to beat five. We you had know- to beat thirty. Hey, you know All who? Right. I- you know who had more cups than both our teams combined, Leafs occasionally? Genghis Khan! And you know what? He's not around anymore. We don't talk about them anymore because they were so long ago. 2019. Slight difference. Win a cup. Come talk to us then. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> that's, you're, you're still cool, but thank you. Goodbye. Um, by the way, King Angus says, I hate using the 24 cups argument. What I will say is thanks for Jake Allen. You know, certain beef. we need to make this subscribers mm, only. I reckon. I think we need to start a Patreon. I think, you know, maybe, you know, like I, I know guys thinking of starting a Patreon. Uh, maybe we should, should do that. Um, by the way, look, the Jake Allen thing. I'm glad he's successful. I'm glad, oh, I'm yeah, glad it's working too. out for you, but. If we had Jake Allen, we wouldn't have Mike Hoffman. We probably wouldn't have Vince Dunn resigned, which actually I don't know if I'm really Sounds helping my argument to me. there. I don't know about you. Yeah, that's still that's still okay. It just it it wasn't gonna work out. He had it just I'm glad he's on a good on a good team. He's getting he's having success. 
And um, I wish him all the luck in free agency when he gets seven or eight million from some team. Maybe it might be the Leafs. I hope our third round pick turns into Mario Lemieux. That's all I'm going to say. Wags, we we have dealt with Jake Allen for years, and his you know he's a bit you know what's between the years. How long does he survive in Toronto if he becomes a Leaf? Uh, Be honest. Honestly, in Toronto, he won't last but a season. But I, I was, was going to say two weeks, but that's, you know, you I give, give him a, a season. season. Okay. I give him a season, but I tell you what, I, I, I'm, I'm missing him here. Um, and yeah. yeah, you sit there and say, oh, we wouldn't have Mike Hoffman. We, we maybe wouldn't have Vince Dunn. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, our goaltending situation, while, while Villa Husso has played well, I would be more confident in our goaltending situation if Jake Allen were still here. Oh, I know that sounds sacrilegious, point. but you, you basically just weakened your defensive core and you weakened you weakened your goaltending, and you're seeing the 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 fruits of that labor. Yeah, exactly. And let's face it, with Billy Huso, I don't think any Blues fan is ever going to be truly comfortable with Billy Huso. No. I mean, you're. I mean, if this were like the the dark days of the late two thousands, maybe we embrace a Huso more just because of you know, hey, here's a guy that actually could be still in the league in a couple of years. You know, because we had a lot of retreads during that time period. Um, you know, legacy was one for instance. Um, but you know, I, I, I feel who's so well, he's, he, he's not going to be Jake Allen. He, I think we know he is what he is. I think he's going to be a career backup yep. and on a team and on a team like the blues, I don't know if blues fans will ever truly, truly get comfortable with who's Mason. I know you're not a who's fan. No, <laughs> you, you don't, you, I like gold. It's, it's, Shoot the guy that says that he wants a goalie who saves the first shots. Like, just shoot me for that. Like, I'm sorry. It's, it's I don't care how good you are the rest of the se- rest of the game. You cannot let the second shot in and expect your team to play well. That is an absolute morale drainer. Well, then he saved 29 out of the remaining 30. Yeah, but but I don't like playing from me. How many people look, like playing from behind? Nobody. Let's let's say let's say you had a goalie that came out of nowhere and ended up posting. I, I'm not saying this is necessarily Huso, but let's say that this you know this this particular goaltender posted like a 2.4 goals against average and a 9.20 save percentage. But his one quirk was he couldn't save the first shot ever. Would you still be complaining? Uh, no, not really. But Billy <laughs> Huso is never going to be that good. No. Never. That's, that's why that's I'm fair. complaining about him. That's fair. And, and so this is more about just Huso himself than just his yeah. quirk. I, yeah. I don't, okay, 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 okay. That makes me sound like an asshole. Huso, I'm sure, is a great guy. Huso, I'm sure, is a great guy, fun guy to be around. And his press conferences are so freaking awesome. I don't know. Like he, <laughs> His first win and he swore on camera. How do you not like that? Yeah. He can't, exactly. He's not an NHL goaltender. He's not. I'm sorry. He's not. By the way, speaking of the future NHL goaltenders, Colt Nellis broke the oh record for yeah, most wins by a goalie in the QMJHL, and uh, he was also going for the shutout record as well. So we had him on the show recently, by the way. You might want to check that out. It's in our YouTube page. Just look for Colt Nellis uh, face off, and it'll be right there. So there you go. He's a good kid. Yeah. Very good kid. By the way, as we mentioned Thursday, we're hoping to have Joel Hofer on the show in the near yes. future. I've talked to the Utica Comets, basically. And uh, he's just arriving in Utica, by the way. He had the quarantine mm-hmm. yeah. um, before starting with them. And he's like literally just still getting settled in uh, to his team. I don't think he's – has he even played a game with, with no, Utica yet? yet? 
Nope. Yeah. Yeah. He was supposed to play Friday. I remember seeing that he was supposed to play Friday, but the game was postponed, I think, for some reason. So um, once he gets settled in, hopefully we will have the other really good Blues uh, goaltending prospect yeah. here. Um, by the way, we didn't really finish our conversation on Vince Dunn because we got invaded <laughs> by a pigeon. Don't you hate when that happens? Gosh, um, so uh, <laughs> a couple points that uh, some of you commenters have made here, and that'll kind of uh, let, lead into our uh, next part of the discussion here. Um, Derek thinks that we lose Vince Dunn to Seattle. I hope he so. also he also thinks expansion bait alone is a reason to keep him this season. Um, Marianne Holmes notes that Dunn wasn't the only one who stunk this weekend, which I'm sure. Yeah, yeah this, Probably fair. Um, you, we know how Mason thinks of uh, Ville Husso. So, um, by the way, uh, be glad we don't pay Dunn Eric Carlson money. Yes. Then he would really be the scapegoat. He would really be Ooh. the object of everyone's hate. Because we know guys, defensemen that make over $6 million that don't play well, we don't like them very much until they start nope. playing well. Justin Falk Stan- by the way, Justin Falk Stan Club on Facebook, join it and uh, join in on the conversation. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's and it's and it's our Facebook group because Justin Falk is the greatest. Uh, yes. at least at least this season. He's he's in the top ten, by the way, in goals above replacement, which is you know, unfortunately he's right behind Joel Edmondson, the guy that we traded for Justin Falk. He's still not good though. Edmondson's still not yeah. good. You got, you yeah, yeah, remember they're they're playing a bunch of crappy Canadian teams, so anybody yeah. can score up there. Well, we reached out to Habs Nightly, uh, the Canadians podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network, and I asked him, "Hey, what's in the water in Montreal? What is up with Joel Edmondson?" And he just simply replied, "Jeff Petrie makes anyone better." Next to him, <laughs> so there you yeah, go. That's, that's fair. fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's so. That that is totally totally fair. So, um, and yes, thank God we don't have Eric Carlson. Um, but what do we do? With Vince Dunn, we're, we're approaching, you know, this is the second half of the season. We have a trade deadline coming up. Uh, he's going to be a, a restricted free agent again this offseason. But this time he'll have arbitration rights. So he's kind of in the same situation that Edmondson was in before we punted him to Carolina for Falk. Uh, Mason. Well, no, 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 no. no. We, re- we signed him for a re- yeah. ludicrous $3 million deal and then punted him to Cal- and then Carolina. Punted him. Exactly. Let's correct that. That, <laughs> that, that. That's deal. I don't think the Blues wanted to sign Edmondson you know, to that deal. He was in the doghouse at that point. He was healthy scratched during the playoffs you know, for a reason. So I, he wasn't coming out of Ruby's doghouse. So I was surprised when he signed that deal, to be honest with you, just as I was surprised to see him traded to Carolina you know, for mm-hmm. Justin Falk. But that was probably the reason. But Vince Dunn. We know his issues. We know he's an enigma. Um, by the way, analytics can't even agree on Vince Dunn. You know, you, you know how uh, the whole f- argument with Vince Dunn is, oh, the anal- analytics community loves him. He's, you know, he's he's got all these great numbers. Well, let me show you this. This is from Jay Fresh um, and also uh, Top Down Hockey. Uh, if you're watching the stream, you'll be able to see this. Uh, in fact, let me try to zoom that in just a little bit for you. Hopefully that's a little better. Um According to analytics, Vince Dunn is an elite defensive defenseman. <laughs> EV defense is, is in like the top 89 percent, you know, top percentile of the league. His offense sucks at 22 percent. Uh, oh, we know he, we know God. he scores goals. Um, he's a good finisher at 97 percent. But I mean, this this whole chart here, which I don't fully understand, you know, I still won't. Basically shows that his defensive numbers really good. I mean, he's oh, shooting God. up the league there. His offense is cratered, Ooh. which I don't even agree with that because yes, his offense is down a little bit, but like it's not like nosedive off a cliff bad. Um, so guys, what do we do with Vince Dunn? 
His at this, offense is the only redeeming thing about him. This is why. <laughs> by the way, let me, I, I want to stop and and, and and before you before you continue, I, I have yes, a, yes. A, a a PSA here. So okay. I have been I have been asked by at least one person close to uh, Blue Notes and and a couple others as well. Why don't you guys talk more about analytics? I want to hear more about analytics. Be this is the reason. Yes. <laughs> This, this, it's more than analytics. It's the eye test as well. And the fact is, analytics can't agree on Vince Dunn. They oh can't gosh, agree. It's, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. It's not. It, it's absolutely nuts. Because the way I watch hockey, I don't. I I I obviously refer to statistics, but that's not how I watch games. I watch games based on how you look, how yeah. you look on the ice, how Vince Dunn looks on the ice. Is he is the best player in the NHL if every game lasts for thirty seconds? He has he <laughs> he is freaking Wayne Gretzky for exactly thirty seconds of every game, and then everyone every other time. Worst player on the ice by far. Unmotivated, cannot get. He he's he's got he's got feet. He's he's a fantastic stick handler. He's got a hell of a shot. He's his his offensive sides are some of the best in the entire league. And he was even trying. But what makes him better at this point than Jake Wallman, who basically does the exact same stuff that Dunn does? Because Jake Including ben- Wallman cares. Because he cares. Yeah, he's a great skater. He, he can tries. move the puck. He's got a heavy shot. Can't play defense worth a lick. Uh, right, probably let's, probably let's, should okay, be a let's forward. Go back. Let's go back to the LA Kings game. Let's okay. go back to the 2-1 uh, shootout. Oh, what was it? Friday night. Oh, Friday. The, no, no. What was the one? Oh, uh, the, the Wednesday. The, the one where the, we got the too many Wednesday. men penalty. The, no, that was the Sharks game. Okay, the Sharks shootout okay. game. Yeah. Uh, in overtime, would he, that, we got called for that. Too many men and, in overtime. 100% yep. Vince Dunn's fault. And you can see it. Vince you is can just see that he was, he was just, Let's just go back to the ice. Sure, we're in the attacking zone, and they're about to strip the puck from us, but I'm just going to go for a casual change. Not even trying. If we lose that yeah. game, it is single-handedly on Vince Dunn. I think that's what inspired me. We cannot me. have that unmotiv- We cannot have that absolute unmotivation in the locker It's a cancer. It's a locker room cancer to have somebody who just doesn't care. I, I think that act, that actual play right there was what, what inspired me to do that trade me right F and now, you know, me, mm-hmm. you know, that night. Cause it that just, it's the thing with Dunn. And, and, and it seems like every time this happens with Dunn, where we all kind of collectively freak out over him because it happens often, he'll come back and have a great game. Like Saturday, he looked fine Saturday for the most part, most part. And then he had a goal and he had a couple, a couple of dimes. Okay, that goal that's, was a fluke. That goal was a fluke. Let's, okay. let's put that out of the way. The goal was a fluke. Anybody can pass a puck. Anybody can get an assist. Okay, especially defensemen. Defensemen are known for getting assists. Okay, okay so I'm yeah. not going to give him credit that game. He was okay, except for that, like, what are you doing? Breakaway Kevin LeBanc goal. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Or, t- excuse me, Tomas Hurdle goal. I was like, what the yeah. hell were you well, doing? Well, that, that wasn't Dunn's fault. He wasn't even on the ice. I think that was, that was. I mean, Krug was out there. He was defending which his one guy was on the far oh. side. One of the goals was his fault. That's all I know. All okay. I know is that one of the goals was his fault. The, but, yeah, the, 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 the one where he's like, you know, crouching and like, you know, like, oh, God, oh, dear. Oh God, he's going to shoot. You know, that, yeah, that, yeah. That was Friday night. That was Friday night. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah. No, I'm not ready to give Vince that credit. I'm not. I'm so not. What do, you, I what do you do with him? He's trade him right now. Trade people right are saying, like, keep him, people, people, I want, I I tweeted out during that game, I said, I hope that Doug Armstrong pulls a Matt Duchesne and trades him before the game's even done. 
You know, yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 it's just, his value's high. People still think of him in a high regard right now. And look, his stats call him, his stats mm. call him a defensive defenseman, an absolute pillar defensive defenseman. I say, let him think that. Let yeah. him think that and trade him. I'm done. I'm done with done. I'm done another, with done. By the way, done another art. Another argument against using stats and analytics as your only barometer for players, King Angus points out, Joel Edmondson is terrible. <laughs> Trust me. No, he is. So they're already turning on him in in Montreal. Yes. So there you go. Well, uh, I hated he, him to begin with. Exactly. Um, he, uh, Diamond Dez says, who said he doesn't care? If he didn't care, he wouldn't have gotten two points last night. Um, he got three, but he but, didn't care. You, well, you, you, can, you well, cannot care and still get a bunch of points, believe me. Yeah. Yeah, Connor McDavid uh, well, has been a prime example of that. He yeah. plays down to the league. Do you realize that? Yeah, let me let me int- introduce you to Sergey Fedorov, uh, Alexei Kovalev, um, a bunch of others, Alexander Semin. Uh, you can have all the talent in the world and get by on just talent, zero heart, and have a career in the NHL. And yeah. by me, by all means, Vince Dunn might have a nice long career in the NHL. You know, he probably will because there's going to be analytics people say, oh, he's so great. He's the player. Yes. Yes, he's he's, he's always going to be like endless potential. Like even when he's 35, they're still going to be talking about his freaking upside. It's it's ridiculous. It's um, so funny. Well, uh, you know what's going to happen is Blues fan, we're going to trade him. All right. If we trade him, if this is what's going to happen. We're going to trade him. We're going to get, I don't know, prospect or draft picks or something like that. That's and fine. then Vince Dunn is going to go to that team, unless it's Buffalo. He's going to go to that team, and he's <laughs> going to play really good. He's Vince going to be Dunford. like – he's going to be insanely good. He's going to be a top two pairing defenseman on every team except Buffalo. So now here's what's going to happen. everybody's going to be like, why didn't he play like this in St. Louis? We got fleeced in that trade. It's like he wasn't going to do that in St. Louis. He yeah. does, he's he's given up on St. In my opinion, he's he he plays like he has given up on this team. He needs a wake up call. Is what he needs. Blues so you know fans, Blues fans aren't Cardinals fans. That's a good thing. <laughs> in a lot of ways, BFIB, the best fans in baseball. Yeah, we we call them. Well, BFIB I'm a Mariners fan, so I, I have no room to talk. There we go. But you know what? Now that he brought up Buffalo, you know what's going to happen now. We're going to have trade deadline. Doug Armstrong surprises the world again. <laughs> Vince Dunn for Taylor Hall. Vince Dunn for Taylor Hall. Boy, God. that's a cap situation from hell, isn't it? What's a cap? What's a, what's a salary cap? <laughs> well, we that's what we know of, right? Tarasenko's going to go back on IR. <laughs> Tar- uh, uh, put it back for absolutely no reason. Yeah, he, he, Tarasenko's <laughs> going to go on the LTIR for a hangnail at this point, you know, just to, just to accommodate <laughs> Taylor Hall. Um. Tragic, tragic Damn, damn, damn. All right, so we have one in the trade him right F and now column. Uh, Wags, what did they do with Vince Dunn? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> it, it, it really, really is. I mean, if a team comes at you at the deadlines and, and offers you a first round pick, and that first round pick yeah. is, is mid to high, take it. T- oh, no. Hey, Leafs, Leafs, come on, pay up. Yeah, if the Leafs give us a first-round pick, and we all know they're going to flame out eventually, uh, take it because that gives them their defenseman that they're looking for, and it'll end up being a halfway decent first-round pick. But if you're not going to get you know, a first-round pick or a, a higher-end prospect for him, I think you do keep him and expose him to Seattle because the more tempting players you can get out there as far as exposure is concerned, the more likely that a guy that you don't want taken is going to be able to be unprotected 
and not take it. And that's the big thing. That's why we threw out Sunquist. Now that he's injured. Now you can throw out a Vince Dunn. Now that he's not playing all that well, you get some attractive guys that maybe you're okay with them taking and you can tempt a Seattle to go, man, it's going to be hard to pass him up. And then you can expose a guy that maybe he's right on that edge of maybe they take him, maybe they don't. Maybe you can expose a David Perron as well as an Oscar Sunquist Possibly. and a Vince Dunn. Because if you have to choose between Dunn, Sunquist, and Perron, what's Seattle going to do? They're Perron. probably going to go after Vince Dunn. Yeah, think so. a, I think so. Perron is a guy, yeah, he's, he's a veteran. He's done this before. But I don't think they waste a expansion draft pick on a guy that maybe only has another year or two left in the league. Yes, having leadership is key, but you can sign a guy to do that. So I don't think they would do that. If you have a Dunn available, exciting player, high offensive upside, yeah, maybe he's not going to play great defense, but you're also playing in a division that has the rebuilding Sharks, the rebuilding Kings, Anaheim that who knows what the hell they're doing. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then you also have, you know, you've got a, a Vegas team that's good, but it's not like you have to go out there and win one, nothing battles every night. You're okay with right. going out there and winning six, four games, seven, five games, things of that nature. So having offensive upside versus defensive capabilities, may be something that intrigues Seattle. So I, mm-hmm. I think they end up, unless they get blown away by an offer, they're, they're, they'll keep him through this season and he will be exposed to Seattle and probably taken. Yeah. And you know what? Here's, here's the thing with Dunn. So first of all, I'm kind of in the same camp as Wags where like if some team wants to offer something really nice for Vince Dunn and futures, probably not, you know, probably not a current player, but futures, I, I'd say, okay, I'm down with that. Um, mm-hmm. King Angus, who is not a Leafs fan, by the way, suggests trading Dunn for uh, Nicholas Robinson from, from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Kyle Dubas said, Kyle Dubas said he wouldn't hesitate moving Robertson. I know what are your what are you gonna I know what you're gonna say Leafs occasionally. He has not chimed in yet, but we will definitely break in with his response to that. Uh, by the way, uh, Robertson, in case you don't know him, first of all, Steve Dangle thought he was a defenseman at one point, so uh, um, take that for uh, what you will. But he is a forward. He is a center, uh, left winger. Uh, this is his uh, elite elite prospects page pulled up. He was a second round pick, fifty third overall in 2019. Um, He's an extremely he's extremely hard on the four check, relentless in puck pursuit, and a big time trash talker. He will fit in perfectly in St. Louis. Uh, oh, he's yeah. also he's also an offensive dynamo with a very high level of individual skill. His feet are quick and constantly in motion, and his hands can keep. And he is a shifty player who put, whose puck skills and smarts made up for make up for his smaller frame. Uh, with the Marlies this year, he's played in ten games, two goals, seven assists, nine points, and he is a plus six. I'm down for that. That I'm sounds like that, that's of, like it's almost a Jordan Cairo, I reckon. Pretty much, and and Cairo was a little undersized. He was very thin, you know. When he's, <laughs> I mean, he had to hide, but he was, just, you know, physically he was kind of wiry until yeah. he put on some weight this offseason, and now he's great. Um, small players can play. That, there's 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 nothing wrong with. I mean, being small. I mean, um, you know, uh, let's see, like Cliff Ronning, for instance. I think he was like five seven. And he was a great player. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of in the position with Dunn. If you can find a good deal for him, and it's really the, the same position I had with him at the start of the season when he was on the trade block and we were kind of talking about his future. It hasn't really changed for me that much. If you can find a good deal for him, you do it. I don't think you force anything. I think Dunn is the type of player that will attract a lot of teams, even with his defensive maladies. Um, he there's there's going to be teams that are looking for defensemen, guys with his type of a skill set. 
Um, I definitely don't think he has a future in St. Louis. And it's not just because of his deficiencies or what have you. It's the fact that you have Scott Prunovich coming up, who's a left-handed puck-moving defenseman. You already have Tori Krug, who's essentially a better version of Vince Dunn in a lot of ways, and smaller, but still more effective, and he's locked in. Uh, Mikola is probably ready for full-time NHL minutes, in my opinion, but I'm biased on that. I really like Mikola. And you have Scandella. That is four NHL left-handed defensemen. And we're not even talking about Gunnarsson, who's probably done after this season anyway, at least with the Blues, if not done for his career. So I just don't see a spot for Dunn going forward with his contract situation, with his, you know, lack of progression, you know, I guess, you know, during his time, you know, as a member of the Blues and just for who the Blues have going forward. Um, I'm okay with him, you know, sticking around if they can't find a deal and then exposing him to Seattle and hoping Seattle bites on Vince Dunn because, again, he is a guy that even even though you know you may not be watching Blues games or you're in the you're not in the St. Louis market, you 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 read the analytics on Vince Dunn. You're you're attracted to him. You see some highlights. He's a highlight guy. He is a guy that can wow you at times. As 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 Mason said, for you know thirty seconds in a game, he will leave your jaw you know on the table. You know he is he, he's just that type of a player. Maybe that attracts a team like Seattle. Um, even though he's a restricted free agent, arbitration rights, he might make, you know, you know, two and a half, three mil maybe next year. Um, Seattle can afford that. I mean, yeah. they're 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 playing with a blank slate right now, and I don't think they're gonna go too crazy on big contracts. I mean, they're gonna be they're they they they're in a position, by the way, where they could probably even outdo what Vegas did in the expansion draft because so many teams have contracts that they would love to make disappear that have term. And I mean, they, and these are still good players. Like Adam Henrique was waived by the Anaheim ducks. No one touched him because of his contract, Tyler Johnson, lightning, same thing. Um, so Seattle is going to be open for business. Now. I don't think the blues are going to do the whole, you know, please take this young prospect in exchange for drafting this old codger that we have that makes 5 million plus at one point that might've been Justin Falk, but the imagine, Imagine the Blues losing Justin Falk in the expansion draft now. We would be screwed. We would riot. We would riot because we love Justin Falk. He's great now. He's still yeah. I mean, it'd be, it took him we, long enough, but yeah, he got it. He's, he's fine now. But before the season, I mean, that was what everyone, everyone was saying. Oh, protect Dunn and so and then expose Falk. They won't take him. They won't take him at all. I think they actually might. They might because he's he's playing well. He's a veteran. He's a leader. He's a captain. And he also played under Ron Francis in Carolina. And Ron Francis is the GM. And uh, um, I think there might be some interest there. So I think I think Justin Falk's protected. By the way, I think we, we were also talking about forwards earlier. I think at this point, you, you, you protect Tarasenko, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I think, so. I think we can I, I think we can cross that Rubicon now. I yeah, think yeah. We were we were talking about the possibility of him being damaged goods. I think he's he's going to be fine. No, he's and gonna, he, yeah. He's Unless not, he gets he, injured again this season, then then yeah, that's once again up in the air. But the reason I said yeah, uh, you know, when you said that you know if you expose Dunn, Perron, or Sunquist, the reason why I think they'd take Perron is he's second in points on the Blues right now. Mm-hmm. He's a leadership. He's a force of freaking nature, and his contract's good. You yeah, know, he's it's still got two good. years at four million. That's yeah. pretty dang good for a leader in your locker room for a guy who's been around the block a few times. That's why I think they'd want to pick a pro. <clears throat> exactly. 
Exactly. Um, by the way, uh, L.A. was interested in Dunn in one point mm -hmm. as well. I'm sure they got some youngsters that would be of interest for the Blues. Uh, and, of course, high second-round picks. Well, actually, they wouldn't be that high this year because if they finish just outside of the playoffs, maybe they wouldn't be that high. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see where, where everything finishes. Maybe L.A. just completely craters and no, you know, goes be, back to the bottom. It'll be third last. It'll be, it'll be Arizona taking the fourth It spot. should be. It should be. I Arizona's got the talent. They just... Or the fifth, it's, a weird, it's, it's a weird it's a weird situation in there by the way this has been a great chat uh i think we are going to wind down here in uh just a little bit but one of the things that's kind of kept us going here is the fact that look at all these comments that we have for this episode i mean my goodness, goodness. and you know what else is fueling us tonight let me go ahead and find uh one particular comment here here we go from king angus you know what else is fueling us <laughs> Angus, King Angus lives for Leafs fans being bullied. Because let's face it, if there's one, if, if there's one thing that can, that can unite all hockey fans across North America, it is the fact that Toronto fans can be kind of a pain in the ass. And we and we love and we and we like Leafs occasionally. We we poke fun at him. He's a good sport. He pokes yes. at us. That's fine. Yes, we did not have a cup before 2019, but at least we have a cup, you know, in the 2000s. Um, but yeah, it, 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 a lot of fun. And, and I'm digging all these comments and uh, I appreciate you guys, mm -hmm. uh, you know, dropping by to offer your opinion. Of course, you know, this is why we do our live streams on Sundays and we're glad uh, that you can be here. Of course, I guess I got to thank you, Mason, for Derek being here. Oh, Derek's um, a good. Uh, he's a good guy. He's been a big supporter of mine for a long time. After every single one of my videos, he's posting. A, he's posting a whole paragraph. Love reading those comments. So, yeah, and Vegas Blues fan is one of our uh, more loyal uh, followers on Twitter as well yeah. at Blue Notes Pod. Want to thank him for checking us out as well. We we may disagree on women's hockey, Vegas Blues fan, but uh, it's okay to disagree. We all come from different backgrounds and different uh, viewpoints as well. Uh, Diamond Des checking in tonight. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, your contributions as well. King Angus, of course, we've uh, given him some dap earlier as well. Um, Luke Whitman, actually, he was here earlier, I think he was. But then, uh, uh, yeah, he was right here. Uh, Bortuzzo's Vincent's babysitter. But he kind of, you know, took a little bit of a backseat this one. So, Luke, I know Luke's busy, though. Luke is a coach of a college baseball team. Oh, yeah. Which, if, you've, if you've never coached at that level or really any level, Coaching is a time suck. You know, it, it is a time-consuming affair. So we're glad, we're lucky that we even have Luke Whibbin around to, you know, do our uh, weekly wraps as well. So shout out to uh, um, Luke Whibbin and his contributions as well. Um, that is going to do it for this episode of Blue Notes. Again, we are working on getting Joel Hofer. Hopefully we can have that maybe as soon as next Sunday. But that kind of depends on uh, how Utica wants to play ball on that as well. Uh, we also might try to uh, see if we can get on the, the soda pod guys on for our Thursday episode before the blues and the wild meat uh, Friday, because there are one team that we haven't checked in with during our uh, West coast road trip yet. So uh, I'm going to see if I can line that up for tomorrow, maybe, and then have it ready for uh, Thursday. Um, so we'll, we'll keep tuned for that. Um, that's really all I got uh, for tonight, guys. Uh, any uh, final thoughts? Uh, let's go to you wags. Uh, just getting excited to see some new teams. Uh, obviously, we yes. we've only played Vegas a couple of times, so I'm, I'm really that's the one I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the Minnesota game. I'm really looking forward to this Vegas game to see what the mm -hmm. Blues do on the road in Vegas. Uh, it's going to be a good week, I think. I think the Blues are starting to trend up, and watch out, 
because Minnesota, that game on Thursday night, you might see the return of Robert Thomas. So let's let's keep mm. that in the back of our minds as well. Already. There we go. There we go. And by, by the way, we were so excited, Mason, about Schwartz coming back that he actually didn't come back on Wednesday night. He came back on Friday. But thankfully, he's back and he's in the lineup. And wouldn't it be cool to see Robert Thomas back? I, I, I oh, missed that man. guy. I love Robert Thomas so much. I made I made a point out of it. I wear the number 36. 36 times 2 is 72, so I'm a Justin Falk fan. But what's 36 divided by 2? 18, 18, baby. 18, baby. Yeah. So I am a Robert Thomas stan, and I am a Justin Falk stan. Of course, that means I'm a Troy Brower stan, apparently. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> You know what? There, you know, Troy Power was a good player. I mean, you know, he 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 got that critical goal against Chicago. So that was Troy Brower. I I can deal with some Troy Brower love. Uh, but and of course, as uh, Wags was just pointing out, uh, his um, retro blues jersey, not the reverse retro, because he actually has class, um, is a Robert Thomas, and uh, we have matching retro Robert Thomases. By the way, we need to. Do I need, need to, to get one? I think you do. <laughs> Yep, okay. you have to. It's a it's a rite of passage here on Blue Notes. You have to have a a retro Robert Thomas. <laughs> but I but I gotta get a Tory Krug one though. I get them both. I, I need I gotta, a, okay. I've got to get a Justin Falk one. <laughs> I need a Falk one too. Damn it! In fact, actually, do you know what the I, My I mentioned? Screaming! Can you hear it? I I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I'm getting another Blues jersey. Do you know what it is? It is a early 2000s white Blues um, road jersey. And as a pro player, which doesn't, they don't even exist anymore, but they make the best jerseys, you know, bar none. If you can find them, get one. And I'm going to actually have that sent in to uh, leave with a couple other jerseys of mine to have made into a Demetra. Oh, wow. So, yeah, from that era. It's got to be from that era. And I love Demetra growing up. Rest in peace. Um, oh, but I, I've, I've, always, I've always wanted to uh, uh, show some dap to... Uh, um, uh, Demetra. By the way, um, King Angus points out that Mason, you need a Hoffman Shark Sharks jersey. Remember Mike Hoffman as a San Jose Shark for exactly <laughs> what three hours? He was a San Jose. Shark? Not not quite as long as Gretzky was a blue, not but uh, not not right. not not that far off either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, by, by the way, can we can can we officially say that the Hoffman deal with uh, Ottawa and then the Florida was the last good moves that San Jose made? Yes. Yeah, okay. I can say that with confidence. Yes, yes. Hopefully, the guys that stick hungry aren't aren't still watching us because we just totally dissed them on the Sorry way out. Sorry for crashing your podcast, guys. Hey, have uh, me on anytime. You want me on? I'll put my raccoon mask and on. Then we, I will say nothing. I will just stand there and listen. And then we had you know a pigeon fly into our very then serious and stunned conversation. So you know what? Tit forgot for to shut the gate. You forgot to shut the uh, gate, Tom. Yeah, I, sh- I, I I I forgot to shut the wind. I forget my windows don't have screens on them. So uh, you know I yeah I know terrible 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 state of affairs. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot for joining us here on Blue Notes again tonight. Thanks for all the comments. This was what was a lot of fun. And uh, look forward to having you uh, more for our uh, live Sunday shows. Uh, we try to stream it about this time. I will say next week um, we will probably be a little bit later because the Blues play the uh, uh, Anaheim Ducks this coming weekend, mm-hmm. and their Sunday game is at four Central Time. So we'll probably stream live if we, you know, assuming all of us are available um, after the uh, Blues yeah. and uh, Ducks play and do a little bit of a live reacts. Uh, so we'll we'll post details on that, and of course we'll have our mandatory midweek episode coming up. 
uh, whenever we feel like streaming it Wednesday nights or, uh, <laughs> or it'll definitely be available wherever you get your podcast from on Thursdays. But that's going to do it for me and the boys. I want to thank you for listening and watching because without you, there is no me. There is no Wags. There is no Mason. And there is no Hockey Podcast Network. Of course, there's also no Luke Whitbin, by the way. Shout out to Luke Whitbin up in Minnesota as well. Sorry, we're going to have to beat up on, on your wild up there, but that's okay. Um, I'm Tom Franklin, reminding you to not be a chump. And what should people do, Mason? Play to the whistle. Is that, is that all you got tonight? Yeah. Okay. Oh, hurts. We've been going for an hour and 15 Play minutes. to the whistle! Thank you, Wags. Play to the whistle! A reminder that you can follow Blue Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. Jeremy Boyer, play us out. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.